everybody and welcome back to Sapphic Survival Guide where we are queer to answer your questions. I'm Sev. I'm Gina. And I'm Cheyenne. Class is now in session and this week we are so excited to be talking about being a non-binary person or being with non-binary people or anything around that topic. So yeah. (laughs) (laughs) First a disclosure. I don't think this is a topic that we feel the most confident about our expertise in just because I am not non-binary. Sev does not identify as non-binary. I have dated and been with plenty of people who are non-binary, but Cheyenne's sort of our ringleader. And I also think that's a lot of pressure. So um, we're also not expecting Cheyenne to speak for everybody. They have one, you know, experience of being non-binary amongst a million. And so we're just going to come at it with what we know as three people in the queer community and we're just going to come at it as, you know, from a place of love. Exactly. Beautifully said. So one of the first questions that we got was how does it feel to be non-binary, agender, gender fluid, gender queer? There's so many different names Mm -hmm. for not falling within male or female and it's kind of like an other kind of a both kind mm-hmm. of a neither Being like outside of be the anything. binary yes um I would say for me since I am the honorary non-binary person <laughs> on this panel right now I would say for me it feels like my gender is more lesbian than it is woman And I know, like, lesbian is not technically a gender, but, like, I don't know, I feel, like, more, like, aligned to it. And, like, like, if you are a lesbian and you feel this way, you, like, get what I'm saying. Like, it's really hard to put into words, but it's, like, me being a lesbian comes before me being a woman almost. And it's, like, Mm -hmm. I align more with that part of my identity. I feel like womanhood, to me, it's, like, very based in heteronormativity and in the gender binary and I don't like see myself within those constraints like I'm a very dominant person some would say masculine because I am more dominant in bed and in and not in bed but uh, like I just am like a very like dominant like I'll take control um but yeah I just feel like I have never felt particularly feminine while at the same time do technically fall under like feminine care like I I don't know I could be ascribed feminine characteristics like looking at me most Mm -hmm. people would like see a feminine person but then like in my body like I feel like I don't know like there's just it's just not the same and it's not like I want to be a man because like I'm like cool you can call me she like one of our another one of our questions is it weird to identify as non-binary but still use she her pronouns and I kind of just started uh using the they them pronouns more openly um yeah for me it's like you can call me a she you can call me a they prefer not to be called like an it just personally but definitely don't call me a he yeah no he Mm -hmm. I'm I'm not a man don't refer to me as a man I don't align with that but uh (laughs) my ex who came out as non-binary while we were dating uses she her pronouns and pronouns Mm -hmm weren't something that was important to her for her mm-hmm. sense of self so I that's why I, I think 
everyone's journey is going to be just a little different. Yeah. For me, it's like, I feel like my sexuality has more to do with my gender than my actual assigned at birth gender, if that makes sense. And it's kind of like hard to describe and everyone feels differently. So like if you are non-binary or if you're questioning and my explanation doesn't fit you, that's okay. There are a million different ways to Mm -hmm. feel that way. Even listening to you talk, I actually relate to so much of what you said. And while, like I said, I don't feel like I'm non-binary, I also don't always feel like I fit in the stereotypical box that is femininity. And like, I do identify with being female. There's a lot of things about being a woman that I identify with and enjoy, but there are also things that are like, quote unquote, girly that make my skin crawl. I don't wear makeup. I don't really like having my nails done. I don't like really things that are super like sparkly and pink necessarily. Those things were all things I had to wear in like dance recitals and things growing up just once a year. But like that once a year when my one friend would put the makeup, like the stage makeup on me, I like couldn't look at my, like I actually got what I think now would be like dysphoria. Like I couldn't Mm -hmm. look at myself. I couldn't wait to get it off. I hated it. And I didn't want people to comment on it. I, I don't know. And I still get that way. Like my girlfriend even asked me the other day, like if I ever would get nails, but like the thought of me having acrylics, I, I was like literally like panicking, just thinking about it. And I don't even feel non-binary, but I just like, don't like, what are the things you do? I don't know. Some of the things that, that do make me feel girly, like dyeing my hair, wearing like little crop tops and platform shoes and flirty feminine attention. And I don't know, there's a lot of things that I do identify with, but I think everyone who's a little queer can kind of relate in some way to like not wanting to be put in a box. Yeah, I get that too. Cheyenne, you brought up womanhood earlier and that kind of takes it to one of our other questions, which says, I feel very non-binary-ish, but I don't feel completely disconnected from womanhood. And then they said, help, please. So I like this question because I don't think that you have to feel completely disconnected from womanhood to feel a certain way. Yeah. What you feel is what you feel. That's kind of how I am. Like only you can know how you feel. And non-binary, that's the beauty of the word is that it's not fitting in a gender binary. So there's not one right way to do it. Yeah. It's not like you're less of a non-binary person if you still feel connected to womanhood. It's what you make of it. Yeah, non-binary is like literally saying not with the binary, but it's not saying genderless. It's just saying like the binary, not about it. There'd be a million ways to portray that. And I think you even said, Cheyenne, in one of our like queer style, maybe the queer style episode a while back, you had said how the media kind of portrays one way to be Mm non-binary and I don't know if y'all will want me to keep this in but we kind of at when we were talking about doing this episode we thought should we have a guest that could talk on this and I'm glad that we didn't because I think we would have been furthering that stereotype if we did because that would have been saying oh Cheyenne isn't non-binary enough true this yeah. other person who who is skinny with short hair and flat chest and all these things that the media says is non-binary. Mm-hmm. Like, here's our expert. Like, not that those people aren't non-binary, obviously, but we would have been furthering that narrative. And so I'm happy that we didn't do that. 
Yeah. I am too. I'm no too. guess. And I definitely feel like not everyone like understands it. And then the people that do understand it, like everyone has like a different understanding of gender, I guess, and gender mm-hmm. expression. And like, I do definitely feel like a connection to womanhood. But for me personally, it feels more like I'm just me. Like I'm Cheyenne. Like I'm not like a woman. Like I'm me. Part of that is because of like the gender roles that have been put on me. And yeah. like, I do present very feminine and, you know, I'm five foot two. I have like kind of like a high pitch voice. I have huge boobs. Like people expect me to be like petite, like submissive, like soft spoken. And I'm just like none of those things. Like in yeah. any, even when I was with a man, like I wore the pants in the relationship. Like I just didn't heard like, that. that person. Yeah. Like I just take charge. And so I feel like people just like assume because of how I look that I am one way but like I grew up you know being a tomboy wrestling with boys playing video games like yeah for me it's always been like a disconnect between like what society has like expected me to be versus what I actually am and how I don't fit into those gendered boxes I guess yeah yeah does your girlfriend call you her girlfriend yes yeah um, she does say partner more than I do. She likes the term partner. Uh, so I've been trying to like use it more with her. I haven't really called any of my other partners partners, but we've been doing that. And that we actually got another question that was uh, similar to that. Someone said that the term partner is cringe to them, but they date a non-binary hottie. What do people call their significant other? I mean, I think they used one in their question. Significant other right. could be right. one, you know, my yeah. significant or other. My non-binary uh, hottie. <laughs> I'm guessing this person is an earth sign because <laughs> this is yeah. very much me. Like I feel yeah. that because I was thinking of it and I was like, maybe you could say that's my baby or something. But then I'm like, if you think partners cringe, you probably think like saying yeah. my baby or my boo. What about like or... my better half also cringe? But that's yeah, like, like my, something my other half. Would say. On like Instagram and like caption things and, and things, I think it's easier to kind of dance around it. Like bae, my boo thing, my baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, but then I think the harder part is like in an office in, setting yeah. or professionally or like if you have to go to the doctor, like mm-hmm. how do you say this is my right? My spouse, yeah. even if you're not married, you could say spouse. No one's going to like check. This is my <laughs> domestic partner. My domestic, <laughs> uh, my partner, my twin flame, my soulmate. <laughs> my my lover I like that I think it's sweet like they probably I think, think it's pen I think it's yeah sweet. my to spouse the doctor. this is my lover this is my yeah this is my lover this um, is my lover and like Hi, boss, I call- I'm gonna need off on Friday it's my lover's birthday <laughs> <laughs> I like that I like that mom I, and dad I'm bringing my lover home for Thanksgiving <laughs> I feel like in profe- like professional settings, if partners cringe, you just like default to like significant other. Like yeah. that's like mm-hmm. the easiest one. Uh, I call my girlfriend Joey. So I could be like my Joey maybe if I didn't want to say like my girlfriend or any of those other terms. Like they're like cutesy ways to work around it. But I feel like if you're referring to them to other people and you don't want to be like my itsy witsy little baby, like <laughs> you, <laughs> you can just be like my significant other. And it, oh, you that know, is yeah. so it's funny. Like itsy witsy little baby. Um, I like that we talked about work a little bit too because there were a couple more questions. So how do I get my coworkers to get my very non-binary pronouns right? 
I don't know what they mean by my very non-binary pronouns. How that do I get my just coworkers? Be them like playing around. I'm very yeah, like, you my know. very non-binary. But pronouns. It, it could also refer to like neo pronouns. That's like, what I was thinking. Fae, Maybe fair. Like that's where it was going with me because I think like they them is becoming more understood and more used in the workforce and stuff Mm -hmm. I don't know about you guys but like when I'm at work sometimes I will just refer to people as they them to like get my coworkers used to it yeah I mean so I work in like an office setting and you have you can like see it on zoom right now if you're watching on patreon like names for everything my mm -hmm. pronouns are in every single thing my email signature my name that pops up when I message people everything you know that's one way to just like encourage your allies to do it i mean like you can't do it alone so you kind of like need allies to help lead some examples yeah Yeah. i mean i just started doing it without like people talking about it at work and then i noticed that other people started doing it as well so continue to remind them and if they misgender you like just you know you don't have to make a huge thing out of it but just like keep reminding them with patience Yeah, it's understanding that it might take people longer. And it's also, essentially, you're working with a bunch of strangers. You don't know, like, their life story or anything. And you don't know what their beliefs are, if they believe in, if they believe in your gender or not. Right. Uh, But, like, some people just might not use your pronouns. And it's suckish of them. And if it becomes so disrespectful that like it needs to go to HR, you can take it there. But like, some well, there's a just... difference between them actively not using your pronouns exactly. and making mistakes. Be gentle with the people who make mistakes. They probably aren't doing it on purpose. Oh, yeah. If, if they are, like I've said, that's an issue with HR. But yeah. I think it's OK in repeated conversation to be like. Yeah, thanks. By the way, you know, my pronouns are they, them. And then, you know, they'll say sorry. And then just be like, you'll get it next time. Like, keep it light. Yeah. But don't let it go. You know, wait till they're done. Wait till the end. And then just say, like, by the way, you they, them. You know, and I think right. practice makes perfect. And, like, expect their respect. And yeah. take it up with the company if you don't get it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. For me, I started to use she they as my pronouns or you know she her and they them before I really came to terms with being non-binary because I wanted to like make it more normalized and more accepted but I think if more cis allies did that because it is a gender neutral pronoun um, Mm -hmm. I think that would be a good way to like normalize using it and then also lead like pave the way for the uh, neo pronouns and the even more non-traditional pronouns to be yeah. used yeah. more easily once people you know become accustomed to using they them more often for more people yeah there's yeah. a couple people that I work with whose pronouns are she they and I purposely only use they not because mm-hmm. I want to like not respect them but because I'm used to speaking with they, them pronouns because I've dated people and have friends who are they, them. And that's just in my, already in my language. And mm-hmm. so the fact that I can talk with it so naturally to me and other people can hear it, I think is like exposure therapy. Exactly. So like, I try to never use she, if I know they're she, they, because that's an opportunity for them to hear it in action. Yeah. That and that's- is that problematic or is that okay? Am I being no, a good I ally? Think that's okay. okay. I think okay. no, I like that because um it's nice for people to start hearing it now. Whenever I get Instagram yeah. notifications there with they them pronouns, like it would be like, 
Cheyenne added to their story. Sev added to their story. Yeah. yeah. I don't get why like, people act like it's like some new thing because we literally learned oh this my God, back in elementary school. Right. Like, yeah. That's how you refer I, to someone when you don't know their gender. Mm-hmm. And now it's yeah. also how you refer to someone when they don't I have a gender. I love <laughs> when people, not love, but like it makes me giggle when people like put up a fuss and they're like, all these people and their pronouns. Like, I got pronouns. I, yeah. We literally all pronouns. have pronouns. Everybody Every uses single pronoun. person in the world has Okay, a well, there are some people who don't use pronouns and they literally just use their name. But I feel like in that instance, their name becomes the pronoun almost. Like, I get yes. like, yeah, pronoun in, in, the, in the language. Yeah. It's if you're in using grammar. It in, yeah. A pronoun is something that you're using to refer to a person that is not their name. That's mm-hmm. a pronoun. I like, don't like being referred to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, do don't, not refer to me. Do ever. not refer to me. Like, it's just not the artist formerly known as referred to. have you ever seen those tiktoks where people just go down random people's lives and ask what your pronouns are and like some people are just like he him and then other people are like oh fucking have those like yeah i've seen that yeah Yeah. so like when you know you see certain conservative media being like oh everybody has to have a pronoun now like no bro everybody's had a pronoun language that's how languages work (laughs) i know someone who's a women's studies professor and she asked her students what their pronouns were at the beginning of like the semester and the like one cis straight guy in the class was like I don't have any like got all mad and she like pulled him aside afterwards I guess and talked to him about it but uh, yeah like you're in the wrong class bro first of all yeah you're in a women's studies class our educational Um, system is so good I know like you got all the way to college you don't know what a pronoun is (laughs) yeah I'm sorry anyways um back on track back yeah so like on the flip on the flip side of this a wonderful ally asked I think a really important question because inevitably this happens and like I said a wonderful ally wants to know what is the best way to acknowledge when I misgender somebody from what I've read from other trans and non-binary people is to just you know like correct yourself and move on I feel like a lot of people feel uncomfortable when you're like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to like misgender you. Oh my God, I'm so, I'll, I'll yeah. Yeah. I'm like freak out. Like that just makes uncomfortable. I'm yep. uncomfortable for everyone. So just, mm. you know, acknowledge it, correct yourself, move forward. Yeah, yeah. Don't make it a big deal. Just have it be a beat. I actually, I heard once that instead of saying my bad, if someone corrects you, you should say thank you. Cause they're like correcting you and then just yeah. move on. So if I were to say like, oh, he blah, blah, blah. And Seth was like, they, she. I would say, oh, thank you. They said, blah, blah, blah. Like, mm-hmm. that's, I think, the way to go about it. Oh, yeah. thanks. And quick on. and easy, move on. I'm Don't sure make there a big are deal. some people who do want you to make a big deal and, like, like grovel at their feet because of it, but I'm sure those are, like, very far. They between. need so, to process that. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure you're going to be... Uh, okay, if you just, you know, correct yourself and move on. And most people don't expect anything more than that. True. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's a good stopping point here and we've got tons more questions, but we will be right back after a little break. Okay. We are back and we've got a couple questions that kind of fall under the same umbrella, which this is a really interesting conversation. I think about Being non-binary, how that overlaps with being a lesbian. Some of the questions we got, does it invalidate non-binary people if I identify as a lesbian and I am attracted to them? 
if you're non-binary, can you be a lesbian? How do I explain non-binary lesbianism to my friends? And I think that is a hard overlap. Like, can you be both? Are these things existing together? What do you think? I don't know if I brought this up in the identity episode, but for a while I, you know, started to have like a little existential crisis because I was like, maybe I am bisexual because I am attracted to non-binary people. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I've been calling myself a lesbian and like literally built a platform for myself, like based on being a lesbian. And I was like, maybe I'm Mm -hmm. not a lesbian. Maybe I'm bisexual because I like non-binary people. And after like doing enough research and talking to other non-binary people, you know, I realized that non-binary people can follow under like any sexualities umbrella, I guess. I don't know if that's the term I want to use, but like, it's a very complex topic. You know what I mean? Can Um, we just break all the societal norms so we don't have to label like, is it queer? Like people are fucking hot. End of story. Gender's not real. People are hot. (laughs) Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like you could be gay and attracted to non-binary people. You could be a bisexual and attracted to non-binary people. You could be a lesbian and attracted to non-binary people. And that's Mm -hmm. kind of what tripped me up for a long time because I was like, can I be, or is this bisexuality? But, you know, non-binary individuals have always like been interwoven into the lesbian, like culture and stratosphere and like you know it's always been intermingled like it's always been a thing so yeah I think you can be a lesbian and it doesn't invalidate non-binary people some people have you know gone on to define lesbianism as attracted to anyone who isn't a man which Mm. includes non-binary people um depends specifically how you want to define it there are lots of different ways you can define it but like yeah Yeah. for me personally that's like what really helped me wrap my mind around it I think like overall the lesbian or let's just say the sapphic community is not here to discriminate. And I think that there's so many different ways to be queer and be on this journey. One of the other questions kind of similar to this topic, I think I might be trans female to male, and I'm sad that I wouldn't be a lesbian anymore, but I really don't want to be straight. (laughs) Is there a word for being female to male trans, attracted to women and non-binary people? And that's the thing is like, these things are so layered. I totally understand. Like, I love being part of the lesbian community. I'm sure this person doesn't want to lose that sense of community. Nobody, we don't want to be straight, you know, like, right. Sorry, people, I want to be gay. That's like the beauty of the word queer though, is it's, you know, an umbrella term that still lets you have this connection to that community. Yeah. You know, you might not specifically fall under anymore because you are, you know, you realize you are a man, but you still have, you know, that connection and that like background, which is why queer is a really good term. Well, I think some people might be the same, like might be trans female to male and want to identify as straight. Mm -hmm. So I think that just comes down to identity because there's a lot of ways to be anything. I think it's a matter of where do you feel connected as a community? And I'll tell you one thing, if it's the Sapphic community, like we're here, we're not you. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. But if you want to be straight, go be straight. I'm sorry that I hated on straight people. (laughs) (laughs) I know I get that. So another question that we got moving on is if you're going to have sex with someone who is trans, how do you ask about boundaries while still being respectful, but also still sexy and I don't think I really have an answer for this because the That's only hard. the only non-binary people that I've had sex with came out after we had been intimate so I don't have a good oh. answer for that yeah interesting I think um one 
like we said in the beginning, we're not like the end all be all with resources. So definitely yeah. there are other, you know, people that you can look into for this topic. And then it's also something that you mm-hmm. you just have to ask. My girlfriend and I use this app called Spicer, S-P-I-C-E-R. It's on iOS. Um, and it's like, do you want to have sex in public or like sex at a restaurant or something Ooh. and like you both click yes maybe or no Fun. so if there's someone that you are not sure of their boundaries um and you maybe don't have a, a much experience like talking about that kind of thing you could suggest that yeah um but I feel like that's a fun way to like you know talk about those and not have it be necessarily a turn off yeah. but also I do think communication during sex and before and after is yeah a big turn on. I love the app idea, Cheyenne, but if you've like just met somebody, yeah, you I was thinking, what like, about, Hey, can you download this app really quick? <laughs> yeah. What about like someone that you met and it's a one night stand? How would we approach this? Uh, so like- as like the flirty Libra, I think <laughs> like, first of all, you should be asking boundaries with anybody, no matter how they identify period. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And one way to do that as you're flirting, if you say things like you look really good, I love your energy, blah, blah, blah what do you want me to do to you tonight? Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. they say, I want you to touch me or whatever, you can say like, how do you want to be touched? And these can also be really like flirtatious conversations that are like, then turn like really dirty and can kind of like get you more turned on. So yeah, some sexy questions. What do you want me to do to you? How do you want to be touched? You know, can I touch you here? Can I do that? Yep. Like, it can Is be this like, okay? Yeah. Can I keep yeah. going? Yeah. 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 And then Consent I think it's really is sexy. important. It is exactly. sexy. And I think it's important to talk about it afterwards. Like, what did you like? What did you dislike? Like, what do you want to do again? Mm-hmm. I think it's a really good habit to get into and a really sexy yeah. thing. If you make it yeah. sexy, like it doesn't have to be cringe. What do they call the that time. in sports? That's like a sports thing. What do they call that? Where you like, I don't know, sports. Like, good game? I don't no, like they like, they go through and they like, at Learn. the end of the game when they rewatch their plays and they like oh my god if any of my sports friends are listening right now they commentary when they, they like run through like the plays how you did like the, the game re- i don't the, know the, the plays the replay i don't know, Wait, I don't know anything about there's a sports. word for this. i'm literally googling after recap replay. recap recap i think it's a recap <laughs> I'm a sports girly now <laughs> sports touchdown <laughs> watch like oh someone listen to that and be like the word is and like that's not even recap like they're like yes. the word is actually yeah we're all like we got we're it saying, we're saying it's recap and that's final After... just slap him on the ass and say good game <laughs> <laughs> a nice recap you know and that can happen with anyone especially like you said consent is sexually respecting people's boundaries happens in any type of you know sexual encounter you want to have mm-hmm. so like just talk about it like I liked when you did this and kind of open the conversation especially like me being a person that's pretty closed off I'm not the one bringing that up in conversation so when people are like bringing me into that conversation like I like when you did this I'm like oh yeah and then it like gets the ball rolling you know Ooh, and I want to say like if there's something that you don't like or they don't like a good way to bring that up I've read a lot of like self-help books and like listen to therapist podcasts and shit. Hell yeah. Um, but like, don't be like, I didn't like when you did this. Uh, kind of like redirect and be like, I want more of this. Or like, maybe we can do it this way. Like try and like redirect in like, a kind way and like say, like, oh, I really liked it like this. Can can you do more of it like that? Boundaries are important though. I think it's okay to say like, we don't need to do that again. It that is okay. good, but it I'm, is I'm, okay. I'm, I'm all set like there. The people who are afraid to criticize and who are afraid True. of the, yeah. the negative implications of that. 
yeah, you could just be like, oh, I liked when you did this. Maybe less of this, but more of that. Amazing advice. Put it in a sandwich. Yeah, kind of like negative positive. I really, yeah, I really enjoyed this. I didn't like this as much, but I did enjoy this. Mm -hmm. Was everyone Um, horny now? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I might be having sex right after this, but same. Yeah, it won't be so (laughs) good for you guys. I'll be here. I will manifest some for you. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, is there anything else before we end this episode? No. I think we did well. Covered all the bases that we could. Yeah, like we yeah. said, we're not the end-all be-all. There are so many researchers out there, and there are a million different ways for people to feel so... There's yeah, literally get on TikTok or YouTube and type in non-binary and just like watch literally like and just see what you learn. Yeah. And if yeah. somebody non-binary comes into your life, respectfully ask them, you know, how they want to be referred to, mm-hmm. all about their experience, because yep. everyone's different. So ask somebody the individual stuff. Yeah. Yep. Especially if it's somebody coming into your life, you can't, I mean, doing your research is great and fine and dandy and awesome. And we love that you're doing that but then especially if someone's coming into your life like we said there's a million ways for a person to feel and you want to know their individual experience to be able to like mm-hmm. understand them as a person so it's yeah really I was just talking to someone about that actually like they were talking about how someone they knew who was a cis man wanted to know like how to date this non-binary person that they both knew and they were like well you have to go talk to them and ask them like yep. I there's no there's like resources but it's not going to be specific to that one person. So you got to have those conversations with them um, if you want to like figure out how to do it the right way because it's different for everyone, just like everything else in the world is. So no blanket statements, but period. Yeah. That's it, y'all. Like us, rate us, and subscribe. It'll help other people find our content. You can also follow us on any social media platform at Sapphic Survival Guide, except Twitter is just at Sapphic Survival. DM us your questions or send it to us via email, sapphicsurvivalguide at gmail.com. And you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com backslash Sapphic Survival Guide. If you want some extra goodies, little videos, uh, clips that we cut out. And you can see our lovely faces every week mm-hmm. yes. and you can find me Cheyenne at Hot Mespian on pretty much any social media platform yeah and you can find me on Instagram at Gina Finio my TikTok is at Bisexual Gina you can go to my website GinaFinio.com and if you like Jersey Shore go listen to Um Hello anywhere you listen to podcasts and you can find me Sev on Instagram at seven dot months. All that is spelled out, no number. Then you can go to Twitter seven months without the dot and TikTok. I am lucky dot Sev. All right, class and notice. Ah!